I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Before we get into the episode today, I wanted to draw your attention to an awesome new free event that I have coming up. I'm here with my Mompreneur Mastery program partner, parenting expert, Ann Kaplan. Hey, Ann. Hey, Samantha. I'm so pumped to be here with you because what we've got in the works this month is incredible. It's a free Mompreneur Masterclass, and you guys are going to have two chances to attend on the 13th or 15th. And I really can't wait because whenever we teach together, it's just so awesome for me personally. I get to show moms how to get great behavior from their kids, which is what I do all the time in my business. But I also get to see you inspire them to kick ass at their businesses at the same time. We forget the same skills and mindset are crucial, whether it's in business or in raising kids. And watching moms get that connection and put it into action is so incredible. I totally agree. The idea behind this masterclass is to say, forget New Year's resolutions. We need to go further than a resolution. And we are encouraging all of you to swap your resolution for an evolution. Exactly. Take that momentum of New Year's and make it a commitment to evolve as a mom, evolve as an entrepreneur, and evolve as an individual. Right. So if you're a mompreneur, which I know you are, and you're sick of juggling business and family, or if you're constantly struggling with your kids' behavior so you can find time to work, or if you feel like you have to choose between doing right by your kids or by your business, you would be crazy not to enroll. It's a free class on how to make your life the opposite of all this crap. Totally. I'm looking at the plans for this class and it's seriously bananas how much we're teaching. By the end of the hour, we're going to have coached these moms through figuring out what their parenting and business objectives are for 2019 with clear focus. Hello, that's important. <laughs> figuring out their blocks and achieving those goals and then helping them create a plan to actually manifest the energy and outcomes that they want with their kids and their career. So that by the end of 2019, they're going to be able to look back and realize that they completely up-leveled their business and raised amazing kids all at the same time. And I just can't wait to see all these moms just feeling like they're nailing it as a mom and as an entrepreneur every freaking day. So what are you waiting for, mamas? Pause this episode right now and go to bit.ly slash mom masterclass. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash mom masterclass right this freaking minute. I seriously can't imagine why you wouldn't do it. Did I mention it's free? That's bit.ly slash mom masterclass. Hey mamas, welcome to episode 32. Today I'm talking about how to do self-care no matter how busy you are. And when I started planning out this episode, I looked through some of the books on my bookshelf to try to find a good quote to help you understand the importance of self-care and really kick off the episode. And one of the books that I ended up flipping through 
was a textbook from a psychology of leadership class that I took in college. And my professor actually wrote the textbook. It's one of the few textbooks that I kept from my undergrad experience. And I found this awesome story in it. So I wanted to read that to you to kind of kick off the tone of this episode. So it is called Sharpen the Axe, and it's actually originally from Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And this is the story. Once upon a time, a very strong woodcutter asked for a job with a timber merchant, and he got it. The pay was really good, and so were the work conditions. For that reason, the woodcutter was determined to do his best. His boss gave him an axe and showed him the area where he was supposed to work. The first day, the woodcutter brought back 18 trees. Congratulations, the boss said. Keep going. Very motivated by the boss's words, the woodcutter tried even harder the next day, but he could only bring back 14 trees. The third day, he tried even harder, but he could only bring back 10 trees. Day after day, he was bringing back less and less trees. I must be losing my strength, the woodcutter thought. He went to the boss and apologized, saying he could not understand what was going on. When was the last time you stopped to sharpen your axe, the boss asked. Sharpen my axe? I have no time to sharpen my axe. I've been too busy trying to cut the trees. So I think that this story is a really awesome little pointer about why it's so important to sharpen our axe or rest and care for ourselves and have a balanced life. This episode is specifically targeted towards busy moms who also have businesses. So having a really full plate and trying to figure out how to take time for yourself. I think a lot of us realize that it's really important to do that but struggle to figure out how. So maybe you're kind of in that boat and you're thinking, new year, new me, I'm making a resolution for some kind of self-care, or maybe you just feel like it's not for you at all because you have kids and a business and a million other responsibilities. I can relate to both of these. I feel like every single year I am definitely feeling both of these. After the holidays, I think it's easy to feel really drained and like you didn't take care of yourself very well and now you have to figure out how to deal with the consequences of that and that there's really just not enough time to handle all the things that you need to handle. So I totally get you no matter what side of this spectrum you're on. But hopefully today's episode will be really helpful for you. So what we usually think self-care is, is things like bubble baths, spa days, face masks, manicures, weekends away with your friends, things that are very expensive, very time-consuming, very traditionally girly type things. And what I want you to know is that while all of these could be self-care, They don't have to be. If it's something that stresses you out, it is not self-care. It's doing something you think you should do instead of what you actually want to do. If it turns off your emotions, it isn't self-care either. It's numbing. 
So if you're zoning out, uh, watching TV, eating ice cream, drinking wine at the end of each day to try, try to de-stress, that is probably more of a numbing activity than a self-care activity. This is what self-care can be as well as those fancy time-consuming things. It can be a walk. It can be drinking enough water that day. It can be showering daily and using products you love. It can be getting regular haircuts, going to yoga class every Monday, a weekly coffee date with a friend, reading for fun, making yourself a healthy meal, taking time off, or getting a good night's sleep. It can be all of these things. It can be even more than these things. But self-care is literally showing that you care about yourself. So think about how you show other people in your life that you care about them. And think about how other people show you that they care about you. And really think about what you like, how you like to be cared for. And that can be inspiration of how to care for yourself. I know going on walks is a big one for me when the weather is nice. I love to go on a walk. I love to make sure that I am reading for fun. So every night before bed, I'll spend at least a few minutes reading a novel that's totally for fun. So think about those things that you can do that just make you feel cared for. They don't have to be huge gestures but just a small thing that you can do to take care of yourself throughout the day. So now that you kind of have some inspiration of what you can be doing, I want to talk to you a little bit more about how to make this happen. There's a lot of different steps to get your self-care in, and some of these steps can also be their own form of self-care. The first one is saying no. I'm on to you. A lot of you have way too much going on, way too much on your plates, and you need to say no. You need to learn to say no. And don't worry, I tell myself the same exact thing. I even have it in my bio when I am on other people's podcasts and that kind of thing. I submit a short bio to them and over-volunteer is one of the things on mine. So I totally get it. I am totally guilty of needing to say no a little more often. But let's kind of dive into what this looks like because saying no and being protective over your time and your energy is a major way that you need to show, to show yourself self-care and you probably are not. So one way to do this is to scale back. So I have a friend that I've been talking to about this a little bit. She's known that she needs to scale back for a while. She's got a job. She's got a business. She's got a ton of volunteer obligations and just made the decision to scale back in one of the areas where we volunteer together. And although I didn't really want her to, I totally supported it. Because it's so hard for us to make that decision to scale back and a lot of people won't get it. So in this category of saying no, you need to be prepared for the fact that other people are used to you saying yes a lot 
And it may not go over well when you say no. So you need to really have your own back. This is where the self-care piece comes in. You need to have your own back to stay firm and to know that your no is real and that it has good reasons and that other people don't have to accept it. This is about you. So take a look at your commitments and see if there's anywhere that you need to scale back this year. You can also start a new little rule for yourself that you never say yes to something right away. So if somebody asks you for help or to volunteer or something like that, you know, baking cookies for the class or helping someone move, all of these things where we'll just say, yeah, of course, you know, jump right in. Really get into the habit of saying that you need a little bit of time first before you make a decision, that you need to check your calendar, that you need to check with your partner. Hold off on making the decision in the heat of the moment. A lot of us are used to just saying yes to anything in the heat of the moment, and there's nothing wrong with taking a little time to think about it and really being able to make that honest commitment to it at a time after you have had a clear mind to think about it. And I think most people would rather have our wholehearted yes than a half-hearted yes or a yes than us dreading actually following through. The third little piece of information under saying no is don't judge yourself or take on somebody else's potential judgment. People-pleasing is running you into the ground. If this is something that you struggle with, you are a people pleaser and it is draining your energy and it's taking your energy away from the priorities that you have in your life. It is totally okay to say no sometimes and it's totally okay if other people don't get it and if they judge you for saying no. I think chances are they're probably jealous and wish that they knew how to say no. So really be protective of your time and your energy. Scale back. Never say yes right away. Don't judge yourself or take on other people's judgment. And then learn to say yes to the right things. So for every client that I have where I teach them the never say yes right away technique, I have another client that I have to teach to say yes because a lot of times we get in the habit of saying no to things we actually want to do, like meeting up with friends, like hanging out with your family, a lot of these things that seem just for fun that seem like maybe they're not money-making or maybe they're not our volunteering gig. Maybe we feel like we have too many other things on our plate, but it's something that would really light us up and fill us up. We need to learn to say yes to those things. And if that is you, if that's resonating with you, I really encourage you to check out Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes. It is fantastic, inspirational. Whether you're an over-yeser or an over-knower, I think it's an amazing book to read and just hear about her experience saying yes a lot more often. The next way to make self-care happen is asking for help. 
So people actually want to help you. I think a lot of us have this idea that we have to handle all of our own things or we don't want to be a burden on somebody else or other people might judge us as weak if we ask for help. And what I've learned is every time I ask for help, people really, really want to help. They really want to show up for you. They want to be there for you. They want to offer that support. So you need to begin to ask people for help and you need to let go of the idea that you have to do it all. Women who seem to have it all do not do it all. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) Women who seem to have it all do not do it all. People ask me all the time how I do it all. I have three kids. I have a great partner. I have an amazing business. I volunteer for two different organizations. I have a lot going on. I do not do it all. I excel in a few areas, and then I have a ton of help. So allow your partner to help, allow your family to help, allow your friends to help. I just got a text today. I'm recording this a couple days in advance. Our kids don't go back to school for another day. So we have one more day off, a regular school day that they don't have school. And one of our friends needs to work and needs some childcare tomorrow and knew that I would be home taking some additional time off and asked if I'd be willing to help. Of course, my son loves their son. They're best friends. Why would we not say yes to that? I'm totally happy to help. And I know that it was probably a, like a desperate situation for her to feel like she could reach out and ask. But what I want you all to remember is that people want to be there for you. People want to show up and you have to give them that opportunity by asking. If you can't ask for help, the next thing you need to do is pay for help. So sometimes it's beyond the ask. Sometimes it becomes our turn to pay for some help delegate something. So as soon as I started making a little money in my business, I started delegating household things. So I got a house cleaner to come twice a month. I also spent a lot of money on childcare. I still do. My youngest is in school five full days a week in preschool. That tuition is steep. (laughs) But it is worth it. It gives me time for myself. It gives me a lot of time for my business. I'm almost full-time in my business because of that. I'm as full-time as I want to be. Let's put it that way. And I don't have to clean my house every other week. So what I find is that most mompreneurs delegate home duties before business duties and stay solopreneurs a little bit longer to get their house duties covered before they're bringing people onto their business team. So I see a lot of business owners out there getting VAs and that kind of thing. I waited a bit before I brought people into my business to pay for some of these other things, the house cleaning and the childcare. And then my partner, Stuart, does a lot 
of the cooking and that kind of stuff for our family. Basically, if I'm not down there cooking at a certain time in the evening, he's like, okay, here I go. It's a daddy creation night. So ask for help, pay for help. This is normal. (laughs) Make it one of your goals. You also need to put it on the calendar. So whatever you decide to do for you, doesn't matter what it is. Remember, this is all about how you feel cared for. But once you decide what that's going to be, put it in your calendar to help keep you honest. If it's not in there, it is not happening. Put it in there. Even put in like when you have to ask for babysitting for the thing. Like put it all in there. And then when it comes up in your calendar, just do it. Schedule the brow wax, the massage, the haircut, the coffee date with friends. Get all of those things scheduled into your calendar. I am so guilty of this. The haircut and brow wax thing. I can go so long before I realize that these things need to be done. And... Then I put it in the calendar and just think, well, this was so easy. Why didn't I just do that on autopilot? So don't fall into this trap. Really catch yourself in this. Now with my haircut, I just schedule it. Every time I go, I just schedule the next one and then I don't even have to think about it. So get these things in the calendar. If the coffee date with friends is one of the things that you want to do, reach out to the friend. Get it on the calendar. Just Commit to making these things happen and they will happen. If you just kind of like wait and hope that sometime you'll have time for this, it's not going to happen. Make the first move, be proactive, make it happen. Speaking of calendars, you want to make sure that you're managing your time well. So whether it is family stuff, whether it's work stuff, whether this is something you're volunteering doing, you want to be sure that the time you're focusing on whatever your task is, is that it's taking the appropriate amount of time. I have noticed with a lot of my clients and myself before I really intentionally worked on this that your business tasks probably don't take as long as you think that they do. So really be honest with yourself when you're mapping out your day or your week. Be realistic about how much time each thing is going to take. And I want you to kind of make your first estimate and then really challenge yourself about if it needs to take that much time. I think every task that we have is going to grow and expand to fit the amount of time that we give to it. And the more time we give it, the longer it will take. And often the amount of time that it takes includes a lot of time on Instagram, Facebook, checking our email, scrolling through the sales on our online shopping sites. And that's not part of the task at all. So really think about how long it's going to take with fully focused, intentional effort and schedule that amount of time in. You can get so much more done than you think you can. I also want to encourage you to have a very clear boundary line in your calendar between business building time, family time, self time, and be all in 
on all of them. No matter what you're doing, if it's business time, you are all in on business. If it's family time, the phone's in the other room, you are all in on family time. If it's time for yourself, you have childcare during that time, everything, the whole world is blocked out and you are all in on your alone time. You really need to have those clear boundaries. And I hope that you've noticed a theme throughout this whole episode. This is all about boundaries and prioritizing yourself. If I know you, and I kind of think I do, you give a lot. And you can't keep giving at that rate unless you've cared for yourself first. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself. You're recharging those batteries. You're refilling that cup. There's a thousand analogies about this, but they're all really true. You can't continue to give. You can't continue to pour into other people. You can't continue to chop down those trees unless you have sharpened the ax, refilled the cup, charged up the batteries. So really keep those visual analogies in your mind when you're thinking about self-care, when you're thinking things are really busy, so my exercise schedule is going to fall to the wayside, or things are really busy, so I'm just going to start eating takeout this week every night, or things are really busy, so I'm going to stay up late and, and work instead of reading a book I love, and then going to bed early so I get a good night's sleep. Like really, do not allow yourself to put yourself on the back burner. If things are that swamped, you need to say no. You need to ask for help. You need to pay for help. You need to reevaluate how much time everything's getting. Because this is so, so important. And what I have found is that when we put our self-care on the back burner... I'm not talking manicures here. I'm talking about how you're taking care of yourself physically. When we put that on the back burner, our body will find a way to get us to rest and slow down. And it's usually by getting sick. So taking this time for self-care really allows you to continue to keep going. It doesn't force your body to make you get a cold or something like that to put you in bed. So Keep this in mind, how important this is, and really, really make the time and prioritize this. All right, mamas, I would love to hear more about how you are enacting self-care. Tell me how you are doing self-care this week. Tell me what you learned from the episode, and I will talk to you next week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.